Welcome to episode number 23 of The Lobby, where we talk and make you feel like you are in the lobby of River City Church. So my name is Aaron. And I'm Becky. And we are at the kitchen table. Here. Once again. So, Becky, this is the Mount Rushmore episode. It is. Have you ever been to Mount Rushmore? No. <laughs> I literally said, there's four guys on there, right? Because <laughs> like, weren't, weren't there rumors that like there was going to be a fifth? Like, oh, look, maybe, maybe there's going to be a, a bonus. Really? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe no. I heard that at like National Treasures. Yeah. This is where this we is get where our keep my information. This is why we don't home. This is yet another reason why we don't homeschool. Oh my gosh, seriously. It's like, yeah, so we would, <sighs> yeah we wouldn't be we'd have to watch National Treasure to learn about na- American history. <laughs> There's so many problems with that. So because on Mount Rushmore it's it's Washington, uh-huh. Lincoln, yes, Teddy Roosevelt, yep. Who's the fourth? I don't know. I just was I'm like, <laughs> okay. I was like, I'm going to confidently say yes. You could have been like Paul Molitor from the Milwaukee Brewers. And I would have been like, yep. <laughs> like, I was just ready to say yes to everything. Okay. Can you Google that for a second? Yeah, for sure. Gosh, this is, I am such a terrible <sighs> American. You know, I never, I never claimed to be good at history. You but, know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like I've adjusted America's expectations. We're going to explain what the Mount Rushmore episode is in a second here, but we're just going to Google something real quick. Ru- Mount Rushmore. Who's on it? Because it's not FDR. It's the one with glasses. Well, that's Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. They don't even they just show you. Guess what state it's in. Well, South Dakota. Oh. Well, because I've been there before. Because... Oh, you've been <laughs> Oh, did I ever tell you that? I feel like that you so, should know then. So the mid, the classic Midwestern, upper Midwestern vacation is, let's let's travel out to the Black Hills and look at the Corn Palace and... The Custer State Park or whatever mm-hmm. that is, and then Mount Rushmore. So yeah, so we did that one summer. It was a long drive. Yeah, Thomas Jefferson. Oh yeah, yep. Do people feel good about him? I don't know. I don't know. I'm, okay, but I know we feel good about the other ones. We do. Why people like Lincoln? <laughs> Man, that would be that would be a small corner if you were on like anti Lincoln corner. It's like, like that, that is the smallest corner ever. Anyway, nobody should be on. Okay, it. that's the not why people are going to listen to this episode. All right, okay. so the Mount Rushmore episode is so there's four people on Mount Rushmore. Yes. So the Mount Rushmore episode is you are going to pick your four best rom com movies. Yes. And then I'm going to pick my Mount... So those are your Mount Rushmore Mm -hmm. of rom-com movies. Then I'm going to pick my Mount Rushmore of Marvel movies. Right. Now, this is not each other's genre. You don't say. (laughs) So anyway, so that's what we're going to do. Do we want to tell people about our day at all? Or are we just going to dive into hard-hitting We're diving in. This is like... I'm diving in. No, we're not doing that song. Okay. All right, so Becky. I'll uh, start with my also rans and then move up to number do you one. Think Is that the, okay? Do you think when they made the Mount Rushmore you know, monument there, mm-hmm. were they just like, eh, there's, these are four of the best presidents, but do you think they were ranked? Like, this oh. is like the alpha of, like, is George Washington the alpha of? He's literally the alpha, but I, I mean, what order are they in? Like who's the Jordan? Who's the the LeBron up there? Who's 
You know, they're not in um, date order, that's for sure, because Lincoln is on the far right. Right. It goes Washington, Jefferson, Roosevelt, Lincoln. And that's not, like, chronological. Huh. So before we jump into rom-coms, so when we took our family vacation to the black have we, we've never talked about this i feel like we have okay so well it's not <laughs> i'm kidding so so on the way there's this uh i can't remember what little town it's in but there's a it's called the corn palace so it's just oh, this oh yeah it's just this palace thing that looks like a building that looks like a palace it's like what it's, nebraska has and it's on. made out of corn yeah and so it's like, oh, let's go inside the corn palace. So if you go inside the corn palace, it's it's just a high school gym and they do a rummage sale in there. At least 30 years ago, oh. they did a rummage sale. So it's just a high school gym. So there's this, um, there's this NBA player, former NBA player named Mike Miller, who was drafted fifth overall. Does he like going in boats and hunting? No, I don't. I well, who I'm I don't thinking know. Of. I'm thinking but, of that guy who calls himself Bird or something. Birdman. Oh, Birdman. <laughs> Chris Anderson. Yes. Anyway, so so Mike Miller, so he he played on some of those uh, Heat championship teams. Oh. And stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, so he played his college basketball in the Corn Palace. College basketball? No, no, I mean high school basketball. Oh. Yeah, he played all his... That's where his home court was. Really? Yeah. I bet he has corn tattooed on him. If he doesn't, he has a real missed opportunity. Yeah, that really is. So, anyway, so let's... Nobody's listening to this to talk about the Corn Palace. All right, so we are going to talk about rom-coms. That's why people are listening to this. So, Becky, we're going to give the people what they want. Give the people what they want. What is your Mount Rushmore of rom-com movies? I had my top three... Without even, I didn't even have to think. And I'm not looking at your paper right oh, now. Okay. No, uh, I'll not. fold it too so that you're not tempted to look. <laughs> okay, so there were some that I I had to look on a list to be like, oh, what's my fourth going to be? Okay. And I really like the movie Jerry Maguire. There's oh. a very inappropriate scene that you have to fast forward at the beginning. But um, I enjoy... Jerry and his zeal for life. I enjoy the little guy, the little son. I enjoy Renee Zellweger just because I feel like she just has like a normal person vibe to her, you know, and the song that used to be on the radio. (laughs) That would have like clips of the movie. It's like, you complete me. I love him. I love him. For the man he wants to be and the man he almost is, Laurel, I love him. Like, You know, in the era before streaming services, you just had to listen to whatever was on the radio. Yeah. Um, I was trying, because I think The Ringer did a rewatchables episode of that on one of their podcasts. Yes, and then I I rented it. And then I remember listening, I remember some of the lines in that movie. I'm like, why do I remember some of the lines in that movie so well? That's because that song, that yes. Bruce Springsteen song, mm-hmm. like, uh, I don't even want to, like, pretend to sing it right now. But <laughs> I don't even know the words, but I know the vibe and, like, the... <laughs> 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 it was 
such a terrible song. <laughs> anyway. And I like, uh, so I like that. I don't consider that a rom-com. You know the, yeah, and it was brilliant, brilliantly made and marketed. That's not why, you know, we're talking about this. Right. But like, because. The Cuba to Gooding Jr.'s character. Well, because they, was so they added. Wife. Yeah, and they added the sports element so that yeah. like. You, oh, could, so you could drag the guys it. to the yeah, movie. Yeah, you could drag the guys. So it was brilliantly made with that. Yeah. I would also like to point out that, like, um, the so the last scene in that movie where it's, like, um, the You Complete Me. Yeah, the book okay, club so, with, like, the angry women. So that was, yeah. like, at the end of a Monday. On, so that happened on a Monday night football mm-hmm. you know, after Cuba Gooding Jr. caught yeah. the winning touchdown. And... Um, that's my agent right there. Blah blah blah. So, um, so he probably takes a flight from Arizona to L.A. So he probably gets in at like one a.m. Yeah, it's a really committed book club. So he, so that book, that women's book club is just meeting at one a.m. Well, the wine was flowing, and they seemed to be pretty happy about that. Yeah. Maybe that's like a small wrinkle in the <laughs> Like all the sports fans who are watching that, they're like, that doesn't really But you work know out. what holds up, though? What? Is that the women would be meeting on a Monday night when all of their husbands or boyfriends would be watching Monday Night Football. That would hold up. Oh, I didn't think about that. You know? So it's, yeah, like, right. it's like, oh, you're doing something? Well, I'll do something. I mean, I would be the one Wait, wasn't that a singles... Like divorce. Well, I feel like a lot of the women were bitter and divorced, but I don't know that that was a prerequisite to be in the group. <laughs> that wasn't <laughs> what brought them together. Yeah, I think okay. it was like allegedly a book. Okay. Because like to be fair, the women's book study here at River City Church is the only like legitimate book study that I'm aware of where people actually do primarily study the book. <laughs> I feel like that's like kind of like the like little haha about book clubs is that you're like, oh yeah, the book, but then you just talk about other oh, stuff. Oh so. yeah. Okay. Anyway, so, Jerry so I like that. I just don't feel if it's the genre. I had forgotten about that as a rom-com because I don't actually think, you know, when I do think about that movie, which isn't yeah, very often, no. I don't think about it as a rom-com. No, neither do I. Mm-hmm. Um, I also really enjoy the Father of the Bride movie with Steve Martin and Kimberly Williams as the oh, daughter. Right. Um, I really enjoy that. I think it's charming and delightful. However, I don't consider. I think the love story in that is like how the dad loves his daughter. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's like not a romantic one. It's like about the dad and the daughter's relationship so I don't think that fits the genre but I do think it's a really great movie right um we rented that as a the Morrow family rented that yeah on VHS way oh. back in the day I think well it's a remake Aaron in oh, case you didn't know it was oh. in black and white really mm-hmm. huh. I didn't watch that one though um but yeah so those were my like those I really enjoy those movies but I couldn't I couldn't consider it um, and then I had three that were vying for fourth place, which, I mean, I'm going to say that's Jefferson, you know? Because <laughs> These really, are the Jefferson movies? Yeah. I, I don't know. Anyway. So I had three. The Wedding Singer. I love that movie. We recorded it on YouTube TV and have yet to watch it. But I think that movie is hilarious. 
I love it when Adam Sandler sings at the end in the airplane. And I think all the 80s references are so funny. And it's just like a delight. So I love that movie. I haven't seen that in 15, 20 years. Yeah. And yeah, we should rewatch it. But Father's the, Day's coming up. Oh, gosh. <laughs> The one of the one of the only things I remember in that movie is when, because Adam Sandler has a band and then it's this guy who's in the band who like he's supposed to be a boy George and the, he just calls him George yes and he just plays all these different instruments yes like <laughs> well in the beginning scene it's like the band is playing at this wedding and hardly anybody, I think hardly anyone is left or someone's, I don't know, something's happening and George has to like take the microphone and start singing the song because Adam Sandler's like dealing with something. And so George starts singing and you just hear the background noise and then you hear this guy just go, you suck, you suck. And it's just like the funniest thing. I'm sorry. It's like the funniest (laughs) thing I've ever heard. Um, But I think that movie is just a delight. And um, we should totally rewatch it. I remember renting it on VHS and thinking that that last song that he makes up to like win her back or whatever yeah. was so cute that I like rewound it to watch that cute song several times. And then um, you could tell on the VHS that like I was not the only person who did that because it is oh, just it was kind of scratchy. It was like probably. there was like a little like whoop, like right where you would probably rewind to. Huh. You know. Interesting. Anyway. Um, so I love that movie. And I do think um, that Drew Barrymore particularly and Adam Sandler together, the two of them, are a very quintessential rom-com duo. And Drew mm-hmm. Barrymore is in like other ones without him. So I feel like I'd be remiss to have this without even mentioning them. However, Drew Barrymore was in this one called Never Been Kissed where she was like, like someone in her early 20s who was a journalist masquerading as a high school student and then she falls in love with her teacher who's Mark, who is Michael Vartan who was on Alias which I love that show huh. um, and that's just like you're like Ooh. yeah so right. anyway um, Michael Vaughn was his name on Alias in case you were wondering but anyway so I feel like you have to mention Drew Barrymore in this category Right. So I considered that because that's a delight. I also considered the movie Win a Date with Had Tad Hamilton because that's very charming. I also recently recorded that on huh. um, What's YouTube that about? TV. Uh, that like is like winning a date with a guy named Yeah, but Tad yeah. Hamilton is like the it guy in Hollywood. So he comes to this small town, and it doesn't really have big names. It's like Josh Duhamel, Topher Grace. Uh, the girl who uh, Jennifer Goodwin is the friend, and the main girl has blonde hair and a round face. Um, I can't remember her name, but um, anyway, it's charming, but it's not like a lot of heavy hitters. But I would watch that again because that's such a fun movie. But I went for my number four, Notting Hill, which it has Julia Roberts. I feel like you have to have a Julia Roberts movie in your top four more than you have to have a Drew Barrymore one in your top four because Julia is like quintessential for that genre of movies. You have um, Pretty Woman, which I do not co-sign or approve, but that is a very quintessential movie for some people. You have um, Runaway Bride. You have um, 
the one where Cameron Diaz is in it. Um, um, ah, what is that? It's like she likes the guy who's a sports writer. I don't know. She tries to like break up his wedding. Okay. Um, so anyway, but you really you have to have um, Julia Roberts in your thing, no matter what. You know um, the you know when I think of Julia Roberts movies, the mm-hmm. only thing I can think of is the Pelican Brief. <laughs> Which is really funny because I like John Grisham more than you, um, than you do. That's so funny with Denzel. Yeah. Man, that's just kind of really bother me. So she was. What is that called? Uh. Not Runaway Bride. Oh, mm-hmm. My Best Friend's Wedding, where she like tries to like break up her best friend's wedding. So anyway, I, wait. Why did she try to break up her best friend's wedding? Well, because they had this deal where if they were both, I think it was like if they were both thirty, and neither of them was married or attached, they would try it out, like decide if they wanted to date each other and get married because they really cared about each other and they knew they got along. So she gets oh. a call from him and she thinks it's the like, hey, I might be in, I might be taking you up on this bargain that we made when we were in college. And so then she starts like kind of talking herself into maybe being in love with him. But really he wanted her to come and like, did he want her to be in the wedding or something like that? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. And you know, that's, that's an movie, interesting plot line. It was. And that movie was interesting because you go into it and you want to root for Julia Roberts because it's Julia Roberts, yeah. you know? And then um, Cameron Diaz is the girl that he's engaged to. Right. And you, she's the one that you should like. You know what I mean? But because it's Julia versus Cameron Diaz's right. um, character. So what happened at the end? Um, he stays with Cameron Diaz and, she, and Julia kind of makes an idiot out of herself. Oh. So it ends right, but you kind of go in rooting for Julia to like break up the wedding. Hmm. You know, so I, I just don't particularly enjoy Cameron Diaz. And I think from that movie, and I think that's because they set you up. It's like, well, it's Julia. You have to like her, you know. Hmm. So which that makes me also think of the movie um, The Holiday and Cameron Diaz is in that. And I would really like that movie even more if she wasn't in it because I just don't find her to be very relatable or whatever. Anyway, huh. so Notting Hill has Julia Roberts, Hugh Grant who, right, that's his last name, Hugh Grant. Yeah. And it's British, and it's charming. There's a very quirky friend group, and huh. the dad from Downton Abbey is in it. Oh, really? Yeah, Robert. Um, so he's in it, and he just plays, like, a very different character than that. But that is just, that has some very popular, you know, I'm just a girl standing in front of a boy asking him to love her because Julia Roberts is this famous movie star and Hugh Grant is just like this regular guy. Right. So, and I love quirky minor characters. That is totally one of my favorite things. Right. Huh. So, that's my number four. Interesting. Mm-hmm. All right. So, we're going to go to the Mount Rushmore of... Marvel movies. So here's your four. I don't know if you've seen... You've only seen maybe one of these. Two. Oh. I don't know. Okay. So, one... We've talked about this before, but Thor Ragnarok, that's just like... That's the... If George Washington is the alpha on Mm -hmm. Mount Rushmore, it's like that's... Thor Ragnarok is the alpha. Okay, so, so you're you're starting with one. I started with my number four. That wasn't all of mine. I just was talking a lot. 
Oh, I'm sorry. No, that's okay. You... I have three more. <laughs> that you didn't put on there? No, three more that I did. Are we going back? Oh, that's all the one. Oh, so that wasn't even your Mount Rushmore? No. Oh, you no. were just talking. Oh, my gosh. Sorry. Okay. I'll go faster. No, no. So, uh, no, I'm sorry. Okay. Because yeah. I was, okay. Yeah. So number four is Notting Hill. Number three is Sweet Home Alabama with Reese Witherspoon and I like that because that's the one with um, the guy who um, he was like her childhood love and they get married and then she becomes a fancy designer and she has to divorce him so she can marry the guy that she wants to marry and I love a quirky small town and it's in the south which I think is very charming as somebody who's not used to the south and um, I like that because there is not the typical, like, n- the two choices for men were both good. Like, there wasn't a villain, you know, because the guy who she was got engaged to in New York, like, he wasn't a bad guy. And the guy who she had been married to before, he wasn't a bad guy either. So I liked that you could be happy with either choice that she made. You know, right. and Reese Witherspoon, she's another like big player in that genre. So mm-hmm. I love Sweet Home Alabama. Josh Lucas was the Southern guy, and the guy who was on um, Grey's Anatomy, McSteamy, McDream. I don't know because I don't watch that show. But right. the guy with brown hair, um, yeah, he was he was the other guy. But they were both really stand up guys, and I just I really like that one. I think it's funny. Um, so that's my number three. Oh, and the thing with Josh Lucas, it's like, you're like, uh, you wanted to get Matthew McConaughey, but you couldn't get Matthew McConaughey to Mm -hmm. do that or something. Or he was too big of a, like, he would have too much, like, charisma for that role or whatever. So that brings me to my number two, which is How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. And that has Matthew McConaughey in it. And he's a fixture in rom-coms. Okay. And that's where um, Kate Hudson is. Is that the one the where lead? he? Ta- is that the one where he talks about how you all love that movie? That's like mailbox money. Yes. Like, is that the yeah, one? on his Instagram, he's like, "That's yeah." Like he just gets checks for that all the time in the right. mail for residual royalties. But that is such a fun one, and that's where um, that has that takes place in New York City because sometimes you just want to like. Like, the city is kind of a character in it, and right. I feel like that's kind of the case with that. He has this, like, delightfully funny, quirky family, and we they played, like, the game BS, and they just are, like, yelling at each other. I don't know. It's just mm-hmm. so fun and charming. So, I really like that one. And my number one yeah. favorite what? is While You Were Sleeping. Oh, yeah, because that's with... Uh, Sandra, Sandra Bullock. Bullock. And I feel like you, like she, that's just such, like, the one. And I watch that around Christmas every year because the movie takes place around Christmas. Right. I would not classify that as a Christmas movie, but I do watch it at Christmas because I think you can watch it anytime. Right. Um, but talk about a funny family, like the scenes in that, you know, when they're sitting around the dinner table, like I've been at those kinds of meals, you know what I mean? And it's in the Midwest and um, yeah, the whole thing is just delightful. And Sandra Bullock is so like relatable just as, 
you know, just a person. And the dad from Everybody Loves Raymond is on it. Oh, and, I forgot about um, that. Yeah. Like, seriously, the the family on there is just the best. So. Right. So, yeah, my rom-coms, uh, While You Were Sleeping, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, Sweet Home Alabama, and Notting Hill. And I feel like I, I got all the heavy hitters in there. Mm-hmm. Like, I wasn't leaving out a heavy hitter in terms of, like, an actor or an actress. Mm-hmm. So. Cool. Sorry. Go ahead. Sorry, I didn't. (laughs) Sorry, I didn't realize that you uh, didn't get to that. (laughs) So anyway, all right. So, um, so the Mount Rushmore of Marvel movies. Mm -hmm. So, um, you have a document. So, one of the things I can't remember if I told you about this, but one of the things that I realized about myself recently was that, you know, like. I tend to like movies that don't resolve, which is kind of like the oh. the opposite of most rom-coms. Yeah. Now, I don't know what this says about me. I'm not going to go armchair psychologist on myself yeah. or whatever. But, um, but like, my favorite Star Wars movie yeah. of the original trilogy was Empire Strikes Back, and that was the middle movie that didn't resolve. Mm-hmm. So my favorite Star Wars movie of the new one is The Last Jedi. The Ryan Johnson one, though. Yeah, and that one doesn't really resolve. Hmm. And, um, but yeah, but even, like, a lot of my favorite Marvel movies, like, they're kind of, like, middle movies that just kind of don't really resolve or have a happy ending. Interesting. I don't know what that says about me, but I just... Do you like being left wanting more? Uh, maybe. And maybe that's one of the reasons why Endgame, like, that's yeah most people's favorite Marvel movie. Oh. That doesn't, that doesn't make my top five. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's nothing against that movie. I like it, but it's just I like. I liked it. Yeah, and, but it just doesn't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know why that is. Hmm. I, I kind of like movies that don't really resolve, but. That's really interesting. Because did I not tell you about that? No, you do because I remember you saying that about Ryan, like the Ryan Johnson one, the Star okay. Wars one. That's his name, right? Yeah. He spells Ryan with an I. Yeah. He did I knives sound, out. Yeah, I sound really smart when I'm like, oh, the Ryan Johnson one. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's super interesting, huh? So you do you feel like you rank the Marvel movies based on story? Or like characters you like. Um, I I overvalue rewatchability. Okay. So I don't know, and I like it when they're funny, but I even more value rewatchability. Okay. So now some um, might say that like have it be you know, for you like having it be funny makes it rewatchable. Yes. But I would kinda of put those in different categories. Sure. No, that so, makes sense. So but number one would be Thor Ragnarok. Now that one kind of does resolve for the most part at the end. Hmm. But mm-hmm. but that's just a really... It's not an epic in terms of like the length of it. And right. it's just really funny and clever. And I just really... I like feel it. like that is not a controversial choice. No. I feel like a lot of people really like yeah, that. Yeah, a lot of people just have that really high up there. So like definitely that's in the Mount Rushmore. But then... Um, the second one would be Avengers Infinity War. Now, that was the prequel to... That was part one of... Okay. Of Endgame. Mm-hmm. 
so it went to Infinity War, then Endgame, but like Thanos wins at the end. Oh, yes, um, you can't have that. Yeah, but I think that is just an incredible movie. Really? Yeah, just in every way. Huh. Like I think every scene is rewatchable. Like really? I think it's I think it's really incredible. Cool. Yeah. Does that one have Ant-Man in it? Uh, does it have Ant-Man in it? It does not have Ant-Man oh, in it. Okay. Just checking. That's just going to be my question. Just so prepare yourself. <laughs> so, <laughs> Ant-Man did not make my Mount Rushmore. Oh. I do really like Ant-Man, though. Yeah. I mean, to, to be fair, it's weird that I like Ant-Man that much. So, next on the Mount Rushmore is Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. It's just a really fun movie. And that one does kind of resolve at the end and mm-hmm. everything, but... It's just a really fun movie. It's so and fun. It's, there's a lot of innocence with being in high school mixed with superhero-ness. Yeah. And, yeah. And like the superhero culture of the Avengers is actually like if you were in high school and the Avengers were a real thing, that'd be like, dude, like, yes. yeah, I would love to get like um, Iron Man's autograph and like yes. that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's like the human side of it besides, yeah. yeah. So there's kind of like that kind of culture mm-hmm. with it mm-hmm. as well. So that's really fun. Um, Michael Keaton is the yes. bad guy in it. I can't remember what his name is. But that um, is the such... The Vulture, I think it is. That is so good. Like when Peter Parker goes to pick up... Oh. Spoiler. That was... That... Oh. I mean, I didn't see that coming. No. Because they kind of set up the story so that, like, you were kind of led to believe that um, uh, uh, Peter Parker's date, who is black, she's mm-hmm. going to have... They kind of set up the stories to, to lead you to believe that her dad is also black. Yeah. But then he opens the door and it's Michael Keaton. Yes. And it was just like, and he's the chief bad guy. It yeah. Was, I mean, it was just like, what? Yeah. So well, it, was, and as somebody, it was really great storytelling. No, it really is. And as somebody who likes spoilers, it's very rare that I am like super surprised by things that I watch. And especially because yeah. I like to rewatch stuff. But I mean, I remember that and it was just like, What? Mm-hmm. And I think the other thing that is, you know, speaking of how you don't always like a resolution at the end, you're just, I just was waiting like, where's MJ? You know what I mean? Because yeah. she was such a minor character that yeah. you were like. And she's so funny in that she's movie She's so funny. And you're just kind of like, there has to be more because I know, I know like the story of MJ and Peter Parker. You right. know what I mean? Like you just mm-hmm. know that there's going to be more to it. And his friend is so endearing ned or whatever yeah um and then how may aunt may is like young and Alyssa <laughs> milano you know you're just like i don't know i liked how they Alyssa milano was that her name the actress no that's uh oh yeah that girl was on who's the boss um what's her name <laughs> oh she has dark hair was she uncharmed as well no i'm kidding she... <laughs> um yeah ah that's gonna bother me marissa tomei yeah um yeah yeah so then um so filling out the mount rushmore is captain america civil war which has ant-man in it okay okay so just a little bit of ant-man yeah and that was actually the introduction of spider-man oh and 
I overvalue the Winter Soldier. That's okay. the bad guy who turns good. Oh, and a redemption story. It is. It's a redemptive analogy. So, um, yeah, so he plays a big role in that. I think the bad guy in it is just really incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, so he has no superpowers, but he's just kind of like a mastermind. Ah. Um, so, but I think the last, you know, because like everybody likes the airport scene where there's like all the Avengers are fighting and everything, mm-hmm. but... My favorite is like when they are in like Russia, Siberia, mm-hmm. and because um, I think the last twenty minutes of that movie is just really, really incredible. Yeah, just, I mean, it just doesn't resolve, and right. just like it's just really complicated. Oh, and yeah, so I don't know. I just really overvalue that movie. But what doesn't make it on the Mount Rushmore is Captain America: The Winter Soldier, because again, I overvalue. The Winter Soldier, um, but then Endgame and things like that mm-hmm. too. So, but yeah, but that's my Mount Rushmore. Okay, so to recap: Thor Ragnarok, Avengers: Infinity War, Spidey, and Captain America: Civil War. Mm-hmm. Those are good ones. I would watch Captain America: Civil War. Really? It does take place like not in space, so you might actually. I mean, if there's stay no space, you might and stay away Spidey for and Ant Man. Is Ant-Man's friend in it, the funny one? Uh, no. He's not in it. Is the girl from Lost on it, the Wasp? No. Okay, but I can still do fine with Ant-Man. I mean, he doesn't, he's not in it a lot. That's okay. It just gives you something to look forward to when he pops up. (laughs) Which of mine would you watch? Uh, let me look at the list. So, I would watch, well, I've seen, I think I've seen all these, I think. Mm-hmm. If you had to rewatch one, uh, wow, that's really hard. Um, maybe while you were sleeping. Oh, that's a delight. Yeah. Maybe. Uh-huh. I think we watched Sweet Home Alabama together several months ago. Oh yeah, and I fell asleep during it, and then you were like, "Why am I watching Sweet Home Alabama <laughs> like, by myself?" Man, there, there are sometimes where I'm just like, "Hey, like, what movie do you want to watch?" And then like we're watching some movie, like then you fell asleep, and I was like, "Cool, I'm watching." <laughs> I'm watching House Hunters <laughs> by myself. <laughs> like, cool. Let me just subtly change the channel and keep the volume down really low. <laughs> like, whatever. Anyway. Uh, All right. Hey, well, thanks for joining us on the Mount Rushmore episode. And any last comments, Becky? Um, no. Nope. We're not going to Mount Rushmore anytime soon. We are not. So we'll just stick with the movies. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Thanks. Bye.